Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 708 8 after 7. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Low T Chuck screens the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Programming note, we're only on until 8.30 tonight uh, because of Bulldog basketball. The pregame show starts at 8.30 here on your home of the dogs. On my way, just to show uh, how, how into this show I am. I booked a guest on the show tonight while picking up dinner to come to the program. You did? Yeah, I did. Now, I know we have a producer now. Buford's the producer of the show. He said he did it. So you just take credit for what he does. Well, no, not for tonight. Buford did guest for tonight. So I go to Piccadilly because that is what I do. That's what you do. And delicious meal today, by the way. Um, And I run into State Senator Vincent Fort at Piccadilly. Uh, who's uh, going to be, he's running for Atlanta mayor. Yeah. So I said, hey, buddy, you going to come on the show? He's like, absolutely. So uh, so I, I am working on the Mark Aram show, <laughs> even when I'm sleeping, even when I'm eating. Hold on. Even when I'm in Piccadilly, I'm working on the show. They're always thinking about this show. So happen chance, just total happenstance that you ran and into him. Everything and happens and for a reason. Well, is, what did he get to eat? Is, yeah, that's no, the real see. question. I got mine to go. He was sitting down at a table, and I didn't want to be nosy, so I didn't stare at his plate. Um. But, uh, yeah, so Vincent Ford, state senator, running for Atlanta mayor, is going to be an upcoming guest on the Mark cool. Amp Show. Uh, so this morning, I, I got to go, uh, this morning was very, very um, emotional in the traffic center, and that usually isn't the case. So I've been doing traffic for WSB TV and WSB Radio for over 19 years now, and I've seen pretty much everything there is to see uh, on the roads, in the town, uh, from, you know, when I used to fly in the chopper. I've seen some stuff, but I saw something this morning that really shook me to the core. Let me just take you through the play-by-play real quick. Sometime after 7 this morning, I can't even remember, maybe it was closer to 8 a.m., we get a tip that there's been a, uh, a, a dog attacked a child somewhere in uh, Atlanta. So that's always a, a difficult story to cover. We sent the chopper right away. We sent a ground crew right away. Sangster went on his, on his way. And the chopper gets overseen and zooms in on this big white pit bull just sitting down stoically at the end of the driveway and like looking up the chopper like what's going on you know like, it was just it just it's just sitting there and it turns out uh to be a really really bad story and uh so i i left this morning not knowing really what happened and then i turned on channel two news at five and uh sophia Choi had the follow-up of of the story sophia welcome to the program how are you buddy well i'm i'm pretty pretty sad tonight yeah th- to this honest. is uh a really sad story. So 
this morning, we, we, we didn't know what was going on exactly. We heard at first three kids were attacked by, by a dog. And then uh, John Spink from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the photographer, got back and started sending back some pictures. And the one that really blew me away, there was a dog with, you could see, blood on its chest. Um, yeah, neighbors described it like it was red crayon all over. Yeah, it, that's how bright that blood was, and it's it, it. In fact, it was so graphic we could not even show it on our air, Mark. I, I wouldn't. Um, I mean that that image rocked me to my core because obviously I love children, but I also love dogs. So folks that are just getting in their car coming out uh, home from work or going to work and doesn't and don't know about the story, what exactly happened today with the with this dog attack? About 7.30 this morning, as a bunch of kids were walking to school, and these are tiny little kids, five and six years old, they walk to a bus stop, which is uh, a street over. They have to go to a dead-end street, cross over the back of this abandoned house, and, um, and, and a gentleman in that neighborhood walks all these kids every day to the bus stop. Well, today, all of a sudden, neighbors started hearing just blood-curdling screams from children just screaming for help. All these moms and dads and neighbors come running out, and they said it was just a nightmare, a horrific scene. They said they described it like a horror movie, and they said um, basically <clears throat> one child was in the middle of the street, covered in blood, passed out from dog bites, um, Eventually, they found another child behind a house uh, a little ways away, um, and that was um, little Logan Bratz, and um, only six years old. And what happened was these two pit bulls that neighbors described as tiny, like a little dinosaur. They say these dogs were juiced up. They were muscular. They were not like normal pit bulls, but they had seen these dogs in the neighborhood before roaming around and had never attacked anyone before. In fact, when they would see people, they would run away. But for some reason today, they decided to attack these kids. And um, the gentleman who was with the kids walking them to school tried to use book bags, anything he could to, to get the dogs away and, you know, too much for one guy to handle. So... The neighbors came out with bats, with knives, with guns, all kinds of stuff. And, the, and they said these dogs would not back down. They would hit them and they'd come right back. And they just kept biting these children. Wow. Um, one neighbor finally, um, they were calling 911. The ambulance shows up and starts taking care of Soraya Sanders, who is the child, uh, a little five-year-old girl that's passed out in the middle of Ciro Street, which is on the corner of Ciro and, and um, Gideon's drive. That's where this happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then another neighbor found little Logan with one of the dogs still on top of little tiny Logan. He had to use whatever he could to get that dog off. The ambulance was concentrated on Soraya because that's the first person they saw. They didn't know there was another child. Mm -hmm. Uh, The neighbor who shooed finally got that dog off of Logan, carried his lifeless body to the ambulance. And Logan, um, Logan's the six-year-old boy that died. Uh, Sanders, the uh, five-year-old girl, was, was injured. Do we know how serious her injuries are? Uh, she was taken um, to Eggleston in critical, from what I understand. Um, yeah. but, but her family tells me she is up and she is talking now. 
So that's a good sign. That is good. So, um, Sophia, when, when the chopper got on the scene, we were transfixed. We were just looking at and we saw the uh, Atlanta police officers on scene, guns drawn uh, on these animals. Is is that how they were eventually taken down? Did the, the a- APD take One them was down? shot. Okay. One was shot by police. Another neighbor used uh, ran after one of them and used a bat to corner it on a neighbor's porch and kept it there until police arrived. He says the owner of the dog, um, Cameron uh, Tucker, I believe, came up and said, don't shoot that dog, don't shoot that dog, that's my dog. Police shoot him away and said, back up, back up. He got back in his car and drove away. And that's why it took police about an hour later to track him back down and arrest him. He has been charged with two misdemeanor counts of um, reckless conduct and more charges are pending. Um, but right now he's only facing two misdemeanor charges. Well, of reckless Sophia, conduct. Choi, Sophia Choi from Channel 2 Action News joins us about this uh, horrible dog attack this morning. It, what, what other possible charges? I mean, could he involuntary manslaughter? I mean, can he get that big as far as the charges are concerned? We don't know. I mean, I've never covered a case like this. Um, we know that those dogs, according to neighbors, roam those streets all the time with no tag, no collar, no identification. And like I said, uh, they were not normal pit bulls, according to neighbors. These were very muscular and larger than normal pit bulls. All right. Sophia Choi. And, 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 yeah. and neighbors say these kids had no chance. These kids had no chance. These dogs were bigger than the kids. We're talking five and six year olds. Yeah. It, it's it's awful. Um, Sophia, thank you for the update on, on what has got to be a horrible story to cover. And uh, thank you for the additional info, because I, I went to sleep this morning without knowing all of these details. And I, I saw your report at five on Channel 2, and I was like, oh, man, what, what an awful story. I also want to mention, Mark, before I go, uh, Mason Williams, who is actually a relative of little Soraya Sanders, was also nearly mauled. The dog, he, uh, the dog, uh, these dogs pulled him down to the ground, but somehow he got away. He showed me his little bloody jacket, and the blood came from the dogs because the dogs were covered all in blood. He was not actually hurt. Well, so that was the third kid that I found. That is good news. Sophia Choi, Channel 2 Action News. Mm-hmm. On uh, Twitter, at Sophia WSB, uh, for updates on the story and, of course, everything else that she covers. Mark, we'll be following up on this. I hope they follow. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Sophia. You're welcome. Take care, buddy. Uh, just an awful story. Uh, and it's it's awful for a lot. I mean, as a, do- as a dog owner, I don't have kids, but obviously, I you know, kids are adorable, love kids. But I, I own two dogs. And... Uh, I, I adore dogs. I love dogs. And this owner is at fault, but I, I man, I, I, what do you do if someone's pointing a gun at your dog? What a, what a horrible story. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to talk to a dog trainer, uh, Richard Fishoff from Good Dog Atlanta in just a second. Um, I just want to know what, what can be done about this? Can these dogs be trained? Because... Sadly, we only hear about pit bull, pit bull attacks. You know, we don't hear about golden retriever attacks or beagle attacks. It's, it's always the pit bulls. Why is that? And, and what can be done to prevent it? Richard Fishoff from Good, Day, uh, Good Dog Atlanta will join us uh, after we come back after this uh, traffic update. And, uh, of course, take your calls on this horrible story. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is the Mark Aram Show. Remember that routine?
That way you stomach spiffy like Mr. Clean. Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the... Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. According to the research, 25,000 people every year are killed by dogs. That's the fourth most deadly animal on the planet. I'll tell you uh, what tops them in just a second. All right, joining us uh, on the phone from Good Dog Atlanta, a trainer, Richard Fishoff. Richard, thanks for coming on the Mark Aram Show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. As a dog lover like I am, this story has just got to tug at your heart and, and just break your heart, right? Oh, this is horrible. This is the worst thing that could happen to a child, and it, it's just horrible. I mean, I, I can't even begin to think what the, the, the children were thinking while this was happening. Let's start with, with the breed, Pitbull, notorious breed. Why is it that it's always Pitbulls in these situations, Richard? Well, some of it is the, it, it makes the headlines uh, because of what, what happens. Um, you know, this is a, a breed that if somebody has this breed, they need to be a good steward of their dog. They need to train the dog, get the dog well socialized from a very early age. You know, starting at seven weeks, you need to expose the dog to children, teenagers, different people, people that don't look the same as you, and all kinds of different and uh, things in the environment the dog would come in contact to. Vacuum cleaner, hair dryer, taking the dog to the vet, handling, being able to touch the dog. Um, so a lot of it is the people that have the dogs need to take responsibility. As with any dog, they need to be trained and well socialized. And apparently these dogs were out roaming the streets, you know, Many times prior to this is what I heard. Is that correct? Yeah, the, these were these dogs were kind of let loose in the neighborhood. What? Um, and, and apparently, you know, they were skittish as humans in the past. Uh, what's what's the trigger? Is there is there any way to know the trigger that that decided the dogs decided today's the day we're gonna we're gonna attack someone? Is, what what could have set them off? I mean, that's that's hard to say, but you know, dogs will chase a rapidly retreating object, and if the kids. Possibly they saw the dogs, they got scared, they started yelling and screaming. You know, this could have triggered the dog to go after them. And then, unfortunately, you know, once they started, the kids were yelling more, which is understandable, and, you know, got the dogs way over their threshold and, you know, kind of into a prey drive mode. As a dog trainer, uh, we're talking to Richard Fishoff from Good Dog Atlanta. When you're training dogs, is it tougher to train a pit bull than, say, a Labrador retriever? No. I mean, you train them both the same way, and you just, you know, work at the dog's level so the dog is getting success as you're doing the training. I mean, you know, sometimes you do have to take into account the DNA. I mean, labs are made to retrieve. You know, they will go after a ball or, you know, something that's moving also. But it, it just really is important. You know, the biggest thing for people that have this type of dog or any dog is to get the dog well socialized at an early age so that it doesn't have a reaction to some of these things. It's, uh, it's a horrible story. Do you mind, Richard? I'm sorry, we went a little long with Sophia. Can, can you hang on a couple more minutes? Because I do have some more questions for you. Okay. All right. Thank you, Richard. Richard Fishoff from Good Dog Atlanta. We'll come back after news, weather, and traffic. Answer a couple more questions from me, and then we'll take your calls on this uh, tragic situation. I once adopted a dog that was half chow, half uh, golden. Mm. 
And that dog was, when I got it, it was vicious. We, we had to train it. It would bite anybody anywhere. So it, it really is on the owner to make sure the dog is, is properly trained. It's just, a, you know, pit bulls just, just get this rap. And it's, it's, you know, on the owners. It's on the owner's shoulders. All right, we'll come back with your calls after news, weather, and traffic. 404-872-0750. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hi, everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Seven thirty six twenty four in front of eight. Mark Aram at your beck and call till nine every Monday through Friday on News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. Actually eight thirty today as we make way for Georgia basketball pregame show starts at eight thirty here on your home of the dogs. Low T Chuck's here. Longoria is here. Uh, we're uh, talking about this awful story this morning out of Southwest Atlanta. A uh, child was killed by a pit bull. Six year old Logan Bratz. Another girl is uh, was in critical condition at uh, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Siari Sanders. We wish her uh, well. Another uh, child was involved in the attack, but not hurt. We're going to take your calls in just a second, but we're trying to break down um, what. Why is this keep happening? Richard Fishoff from uh, Good Dog Atlanta, dog trainer, joins us once again on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Richard. Yeah, it, I, I had a dog that was three years old when I got him um, and he was uh, misbehaved and I took him to a trainer and, and got him trained. There, is there ever a point where a dog is too old to, to come to Good Dog Atlanta to get trained? No, I train puppies up to older dogs. So if someone's listening right now and they've got a dog that might be a kind of a, you know, they're worried that it might be a problem and uh, they hear the story this morning and they definitely don't want that to happen. There's no age restrictions, right? They can bring an older dog in and you'll be able to take care of it. Right. I mainly come to people's houses and work with them in their homes with their dogs. Excellent. And that, and that has always been historically the way to do it, where the trainer comes to you. You get the best results that right when you come to their house. Well, we're working in their environment, and then, you know, I'm getting the behavior, and then I turn the dog, you know, then they have to do the training and also get the behavior while I'm there. So uh, a lot of what we, Go ahead, I'm sorry. What we, we, a lot of what we do with these type of situations, we work on a behavior modification program, doing some counter-conditioning and desensitization activities with the dog, so the dog gets a different emotional response to something that may have been a trigger that may have caused him to be fearful and or aggressive. Someone calls you up and, and wants to book an appointment and they've got a pit bull. Do you do you go, uh, no, not again, or it's all the same to you? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm training animals. And if that's what they have, then that's what I'll, I'll train. I mean, I, I will ask if there's any bite history. Um, so I know what I'm walking into, and then I would have them take some precautions before I walk in the house, either have the dog in a leash or have the dog in a crate or have the dog in another room. Is there anything we can do? God forbid we're walking down the street and something like this happens to us, and, you know, and we get charged by a dog. 
Is there anything we can do to protect ourselves uh, from a training perspective? Is there anything you can suggest for folks to to uh, try to stop this attack? Well, the hardest thing to do is, especially for children, there's a program I do called Be a Tree, and I go into schools and, and work with little kids, is to stand perfectly still, don't make direct eye contact with the dog, and be a tree, be boring. And a lot of times the dog will, see, this is no fun, let me go find something else to go after or something. Uh, but also letting kids, teaching them how to read, you know, dog body language, when it's safe to approach, not safe to approach. But, you know, the, the biggest thing is, especially for little kids, is not moving. Unfortunately, if a child moves and screams, then the dog will go into more of a, a prey drive that the child is running away from them sometimes and want to, you know, nip or bite. Be like a tree. I like that. That's easier said than done, though, especially, I'm sure. As an adult, I'd have trouble doing that. Sure. Yeah. No, it is. But the other thing, too, you know, and we can do this, you know, you wouldn't want to turn your back on the dog. You would want to back away and, you know, see where the dog is, especially, you know, for an adult. Um, But, you know, this is a really horrible situation. Um, These dogs should have never been able to get out or run loose. And... Had maybe somebody, you know, called ahead of time when these dogs, they saw the dogs out, call animal control and say, look, we got a couple of loose dogs here. You know, somebody needs to, to come get them. Um, but I just, you know, it's just horrible, you know, what happened to these two little children. Indeed. And that's 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 a great point. I mean, if, if these dogs were known to roam the neighborhood, um, you, you've got to call animal control, especially um, larger, stronger dogs like this. If I saw random dogs always roll in my neighborhood, I would definitely uh, do something. Richard Fishoff, Good Dog Atlanta. Uh, folks want to get in touch with you and get your services. How can we find you, buddy? Uh, 404-626-0036. 404-626-0036. Richard Fishoff, Good Dog Atlanta. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. All right. Thank you for the call, Mark. Right. Appreciate it. Take care, buddy. Uh, be like a tree. Yeah, I mean the best thing is probably not to run away. I mean, like you said, it 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 it, it is harder to do. Yeah. I mean, if you're in that situation, but you don't want to put the dog into prey drive and keep him chasing you. So sure. the worst thing to do is to run. You know, but. as as the father of two of two young girls, mm-hmm. uh, and this story's got to just oh yeah, definitely yeah. I mean, we have two dogs, and you know, we try to teach you know the older one now. Obviously, you know some stuff about the dog mm-hmm. you know we're teaching her how to feed them and that kind of stuff yeah. and you know don't scream because she you know little girls and kids in general yeah. they just like screaming and that's grabbing one of the, tails yeah that's the stuff. worst thing to do is like scream around the dog so we're we're trying to teach her now like hey you don't do that yeah. you know if you're if he just licks you don't go off and start screaming he's not biting you obviously you know you're screaming and it's going to make it worse and make him kind of get into prey drive so luckily we have you know a lab and a border collie. Yeah. Border collie's a little bit, you know. As, as if you don't have enough to worry about as a parent. Yeah, you know, I know, I know. Throw this on top, like a, a dog attack. Poor, poor kids. All right, your calls, your thoughts on this. I'm sorry to bring this down, but th- I mean, this. what I saw this morning in the traffic center rocked me to my core because I love dogs. And a lot of times it's the owner's fault. I mean, yeah, like it's well, this absolutely. guy's fault, you know. Absolutely. He's, he, didn't, he didn't keep his dogs in where he was supposed to. He didn't obviously train them right. He yeah. probably trained them to fight or that's why they were so muscular and stuff Indeed. So, you know. 
All right, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Marco in Lilburn. We need more lemon plates. Marco, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Good. How you doing? Uh, try, trying to wrap my head around this story. Yeah, I was I was slow to get up this morning, and uh, once I heard Sophia Choi describe the scene, but I could just feel my adrenaline going. Um, yeah, that was just, uh, I guess, horrific, like you said. Yeah. Well, so I saw, I mean, the, Mark McKay was up over the scene, and I saw the dog. The dog was sitting at the end of the driveway, just just sitting, like being looked well behaved. And this is one of a couple of dogs, apparently. And it was just sitting there. And I was like, God, like the you know the dog is is it's so calm now. And mm-hmm. then they had a, a police officer with a gun drawn on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've seen from the chopper guns drawn on humans before, mm-hmm. but I've never seen a gun drawn on a dog. And I was so torn, like. Oh, that poor dog! But oh my God, that dog just killed a kid. It, mm-hmm. it was, and, and then the the chopper shot went out, so I didn't get to see. Thankfully, I don't know if yeah. I could have handled that. Do you, you, uh, and your your hot Asian wife have any dogs? No, like I said, we got cats. Um, no, never mind. Then. You know, but but still, you know, you just uh, you could like Longoria said, it's not the owner. I mean, it's it's not the dog's fault. It's the yeah. owner's. You know, because um, I see it in my neighborhood. But there know, has see, to be something too in in the way these dogs are bred. And and I've got a, I've got a buddy that that uh, rescues pit bulls, and he's got five of them at his house right now, and with with a little girl, um, is is it just the fact that they are so strong is is why they do the damage? Like maybe there's uh, and an aggressiveness, you know. Poodles, you know. Can, you know, do have the same amount of attacks. They just don't have the 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 power to to. It's definitely the breed. I mean, the breed has a little bit to do with it. You know. It, Different, different, obviously than a poodle. Yeah, um, jaw wise and and you know, I, I mean, bite wise. The, I, I love all dogs, and and pit bulls are the ones I've always encountered. Have been great. It's just, it's sad that they are always involved in this stuff. Because I think it gets more attention than anybody else. You know, if you, if you get attacked by a poodle, more than likely it's not going to make news. Yeah. But a pit bull or a Rottweiler or any vicious kind of because they can do gonna, more damage. Correct. That's correct. that's what happened. Yeah. Someone on Twitter mentioned when I was a kid. It was Doberman Pinchers. Oh, yeah. We had one in our street. My cousin had two of them. And, and German Shepherds. And, yeah. Uh, and I was scared blankless when I would go to their house. These Dober- I mean, and you look at them now, and you're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've kind of lost their, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> it's like, really? That, that's that's not that a uh, bad-looking dog. Uh, Rick's in Atlanta. Rick, you were on the Mark Aram Show. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, real quickly before I say what I'm going to say, I'm going to let you know I am a dog lover. And my grandfather raised pit bulls, uh, but a year and a half ago, my wife was mauled by a pit bull. Oh, I am so, and so sorry. Yeah, so I had to. I, I was uh, driven to do some research, and I actually found a ten-year study on it. And all you guys got it all wrong. <laughs> it, it's in their DNA, and it doesn't matter how how big of a baby they are; they have the ability to snap. This ten-year study: the number two dog was a German Shepherd. Okay. And they had about 250 total attacks and about 35 deaths over 10 years. Pitbull was 3,500 attacks and over 375 deaths. How, if you don't mind me asking, what happened to, uh, when your wife was attacked? Well, the dog was put down. Was uh, it was it your dog? Or was it someone else's dog? It was or? a neighbor's dog in okay. our subdivision. And and what happened? Uh, the dog was put down. The neighbors were the ones in the neighborhood with no homeowner's insurance mm-hmm. and left us with $15,000 worth of doctor bills. 
So was it was your wife out walking in the neighborhood and the dog was loose exactly? Yeah, she was just out for a walk. We actually got it on film for a, from a security system. Uh, happened right in front of this guy's house. She she wasn't even near their home. Uh, the dog was beside their house. She didn't go down to the end of the street because she knew those dogs were down there. Yeah. She stopped and turned around short. The dog attacked her from behind for no reason. Uh, and how is she doing now? She's recovered uh, physically, but not mentally. Yeah. Uh, we At that time, we had a full-size greyhound that we had rescued mm-hmm. that uh, we had to let someone adopt it because every time she would go out to see it after that, it would jump up and get excited, and she would have a panic attack. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. So it's it's in their DNA. What? Uh, uh, where could I find this study, Rick? Do you know if I found it online? It was pretty easy to find. All right, uh, just search ten uh, year study on dog attacks. All right, I'll have uh, I'll have Buford do that during the break. And uh, your friend that has the pit bulls. Yeah, you got to be careful because I've heard so many stories of you just went in the other room and you came back yeah. to a dead child. No doubt, no doubt. Rick, thanks for sharing that story, man. Yeah. All right. Take care. Uh, Chuck, who is on line one, my friend? Line one. Uh, Brad and Homer. Brad is in Homer. Brad, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. What's I up, buddy? A good, a good story for you. I rescued a red-nosed pit out of Fulton County. She was four years old, and all she'd ever done is have puppy. And I got her. She lived in a cage her whole life, and I got her. I've never put a collar on her or nothing. And we live in Banks County, and we also grow chickens. And we get baby chickens in. And if I left the door of the chicken house open, she would come in there, grab baby chicken in her mouth because she don't have thumbs, walk outside, come back in. She'd get six or eight of them. And then she would just sit out there and let them play around her, walk around her. She'd keep them herded up. Amazing, though. Wow. So, so obviously no aggression or anything like that. Did you did you do any formal training with it? I've done nothing but feed her, water, and love her. All right. Well, hopefully we never have to hear about uh, Brad and Homer's dog getting loose. What's the attraction of of the pit bull breed? What 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 is the attraction where people are like, I want a pit bull. I don't, I don't understand that. We'll discuss that coming up. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. Instagram, Mark Aram. If you want to see my dogs, I got a bunch of pictures on Instagram. The the two joys of my life, Bosco and Deuce. Bosco got her uh, staples taken out, by the way. She's all good, so I'm very happy there. Uh, we'll come back with your calls. 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. I like the play. Welcome back to the show. 755, 67 degrees on Peachtree Street. Back to the phones. Chuck is on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Chuck. Mark, what's happening, man? How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Congrats on the new time slot, man. Thank Killing you, man. It. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Man, I felt compelled to call. I uh, I used to, you know, fear the breed because there's this stigma attached to pit bulls and they're always in the news for attacks. And my girlfriend, uh, right before we moved in together, adopted a pit bull. And, I mean, I wouldn't even let the dog come in my house because I have another dog and a cat. And now we live together and, you know, it's basically our dog the pit bull and uh i tell you what man i've never i've been around a lot of dogs in my life 
I've never met or owned a nicer dog in my life. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I found that study that that last caller brought up. The uh, It was an 11-year study uh, conducted from 2005 through 2015. Dogs killed, during that time, dogs killed 360 Americans. 360 dog deaths from 2005 to 2015. Pit bulls contributed to 64% of those deaths. 232. So in 11 years, pit bulls killed 232 Americans. Uh, combined, pit bulls and Rottweilers contributed to 76% of the total recorded deaths. Uh, 41% of the fatalities were children age 9 or under. 59% uh, were adults ages 22 and older. Of the total adults killed by canines in 2015, 65% were 60 or older. So there's the data from... Uh, that 11-year study. Um, I'll have Chuck verify this, and maybe we'll post it on Twitter, at Mark Aram or Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Uh, plenty more of your calls. Johnny Kibasa will join us with a fast food review next half hour as well. Hang on the line, uh, talking about this tragic story in southwest Atlanta. Six-year-old boy, Logan Bratz, killed by a pit bull early this morning in southwest Atlanta. Uh, Siari Sanders uh, was in critical condition at Children's Healthcare. Uh, apparently her status is getting a little better. News, weather, and traffic next. More of your calls. This is The Mark Aram Show. Walk the street until your feet get callous. Sitting you on the natural high like a pallet. It be all good. Toss your clothes like a... I'm WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. Hey there, this is Patrick Warburton, and you are listening to the Mark Aram Show. Who, by the way, stole my Jesus fish. No, I'll run this town to be near you. Erroneous, erroneous, erroneous. I did not steal Putty's Jesus Fish. Welcome back to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 8077 after 8. This is the Mark Aram Show. Now heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 on News 95. 5 at AM 750 WSB. Only on till 830 today, though. Bulldog basketball coming at you at 830 uh, here on your home of the dogs. News 95. 5 at AM 750 WSB. Everybody's here. Little T-Chuck screens at the calls. Longoria doing fake busy work. Meter readings on the other side of the takeout window. Live studio audience tonight includes Buford and Vinny from TV. Johnny Cabasa will join us in just a second with a fast food review. We're continuing to talk about the tragic story out of southwest Atlanta this morning. Uh, six-year-old Logan Bratz killed by a pit bull. Siari uh, Sanders, five years old, was seriously injured as well. Um, we're just discussing this awful, tragic, tragic story. For me, it's tragic because I love both kids and dogs. And I, 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 what a nightmare. Just what a nightmare. Uh, your thoughts on this situation. Roy's in Kennesaw. Roy, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, buddy? Hey, Mark. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And thanks for uh, getting in the time slot that you got. Hey, it's <laughs> the least I could do for you. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to be able to listen to you at a decent time. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, uh, the reason why I'm calling, I, I spent three years with neighbors with pit bulls, and they were definitely breeding, breeding them to fight them. 
And I found that out after about the second year. I kind of suspected it. Um, and, and it was, uh, it was pretty much a nightmare. There's, there's about five or six different situations. I've been to, been to court, a witness for the state. Um, and I've been frisked up against my garage door, uh, just because, and this is one thing that I want to let everybody know that if you have pit bulls and you're concerned in your neighborhood, Go ahead, get a hold of animal control, get their number, and stick it on your refrigerator. If you have an encounter with pit bulls, do not call 911 because that's not a good idea. Well, call you got, animal I mean, you got, control. All right, well, you, I would do both. I would call 911 and animal well, control. Well, the thing is, I called 911. Animal control in a, in a previous situation they said, look, if they encroach, and I'm in Cobb County, they said, if they encroach on your property, you have every, if they're threatening you. And, and the, the first incident, I, I was in, in my garage, and I got pinned by a female pit bull, and all I had was a telephone and a can of carburetor cleaner. Now I keep a gun everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so, no doubt. Well, here, yeah, here's the thing. But, 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 dogs here, dogs here, shouldn't be, you sh- dogs shouldn't be roaming free. No matter what the breed, you you shouldn't have dogs in your neighborhood roaming free. That's just not that's not good. If you live in a neighborhood, keep your dogs fenced in, keep them on a leash. There should be no wandering dogs, no matter what breed it is. I freak out if I'm walking my dogs and there's a dog without a leash. That it doesn't have to be a pit bull; it can be any dog. It's like what what's going on here? Why is this dog just out and about? Not blessed, Vinny. You had a a, a story. You got bit by a dog. Yeah, well, I had a, a basset hound when less than a year old, and I had him on the chain out in the yard. Yeah, and a guy across the street had a pit bull, and he got out somehow. The pit bull and did. Imme- the pit bull did, and immediately charged after my dog, and you know clamped onto his head, and would not let go. the The neighbor came across the street, was punching him. My fiance at the time, she was hitting him with a rake. I mean, he, this dog would not relent at all. And uh, finally, he did. My dog ended up, you know, he was okay after a while. He survived. Had, had to drain his head. And, yeah. You know, put a wait. Your fiance hit the dog with a rake. Yeah. Was that the woman you eventually married? Yeah. And had your daughter with? Yes. So she was fine at one time. Oh yeah. She had your back at one point. <laughs> oh yeah. Before you put a rock on her finger. <laughs> oh she yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> she was oh, yeah. legit at one point. Gosh. Oh, absolutely. All right. I was normal too then. Chris, <laughs> Chris in Powder Springs. Chris, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, number one, I want to say, you know, I think it's absolutely horrible what happened to those kids. Mm-hmm. That goes without saying. Number two, I totally agree with you. Dogs are not supposed to be running loose. There's leash law in Georgia, so, I mean, people should obey that. Um, but I've, I had two pit bulls. Um, both were rescues. I've transported a lot of rescues. Um, my dogs came into a house full of cats and the cat's rule, and I'd never owned dogs before, and um, I adopted this pit bull through my vet, and I think it's all in how you raise them. I don't think it's in their DNA. If you look in the encyclopedias and in, and check it out on the Internet, back in the 20s and 30s, people used to use pit bulls to babysit their kids. Mm-hmm. The pit bull would be sitting out in the front yard with the kids playing and having a good old time, but... Well, I, I, what know, I think it is, that would walk up in the yard. I think what it, what it comes down to, Chris, is so 
you, you know, lots of opses can be aggressive, you know, oh, I, yeah. it, but they can't do as much damage as a big muscular dog like the pit bull. That's the thing. And I think there is something to be said. Vinny mentioned that there's like a, a lockjaw mechanism on a pit bull. Yeah. That Absolutely. that is has been bred over the years where you can't open their jaws. Like I've got a mutt deuce. I can open his mouth, whatever I want. Come here and with a pit bull. If the pit bull locks onto you. You're done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it as well. We'll uh, get your calls again in just a second. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight. We do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese. I am to please, let's interrupt this dog tragedy to hear some jackass make a joke about cheeseburgers. That would be, you would be said jackass. But you <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Bring in, it, in case Johnny you're K. wondering, if, in case you needed another reason to know why the North won the Civil War, it's because people in the South were letting pit bulls babysit their kids in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Look that one up in the encyclopedia. <laughs> Who the hell is that talking about? I spit my coffee out, Johnny. I spit my coffee out. Go ahead. <laughs> Always following the ever-evolving evolution of fast food burgers as they go through their cycles of development and adding to special things here, special things there, special things everywhere. Burger King had a cheeseburger at one time. Burger King decided to make a bigger cheeseburger and call it the Big King. couple quarter-pound patties. Then they decided to put a ton of bacon on it, and then they called it the Bacon King Sandwich. Now, of course, the next step, right before making it the spicy version or the chicken version, they're putting barbecue sauce on the Barbecue Bacon King Sandwich. So it's your regular Big King cheeseburger with bacon and they're going to put barbecue sauce on it. And did, I got a question for you. I have a question for you first. Did okay. did uh, did Burger King break up with A1? Are they Splitsville now? Is that no longer a couple? A, no, we'll see. A1, A1's tricky. A1 comes and goes. <laughs> A1 shows up in the middle of the night, stays for the weekend, and leaves early on Monday morning. Next thing you know, it's over at Hardee's for a couple weeks, and then it circles back around. So you can never trust A1, but every once in a while it'll show up. Friends with benefits. A1 is basically your friends with benefits. Right. It's too hot for, for one store. Okay. All right, now ask, ask your question to me. How do you feel about I, – I, we've talked about mayonnaise mixed with certain things, and I've said I like mayonnaise and, mayonnaise and mustard on cold sandwiches, but just mayonnaise on a hot sandwich. How do you feel about mayonnaise mixing with ketchup? I'm okay with that. I, I really hate – Mayo and mustard together. I'm not a fan of that. In fact, can we go to the uh, the WSB 24-hour traffic center real quick? Alex Williams, are you listening? Yes, sir. All right, so little guy Alex Williams works mornings now, Johnny, with me and uh, with Ashley Frasca and myself. And Hi, little- kid. How you doing, sir? <laughs> the legend is here. The little guy goes up to the vending machine upstairs and gets a chicken salad sandwich from uh, our friends at Southern Refreshments, by the way, the greatest, mm. greatest place ever, and a really good chicken salad sandwich. This banana... This little kid puts mustard on a chicken salad sandwich. <laughs> Your thoughts on that, Johnny Kilbasa? Yellow mustard or Dijon mustard? It was yellow. I would have gone with Dijon if I had the option, but now did did you put it? Did you put mustard on there because that was the only condiment available, or did you 
actually choose to do that. I chose to do it. I don't ever do it with like really good homemade chicken salad, but uh, like you know anything from like a vending machine or something. I'll, I'll throw a little mustard on there, add a little flavor. But to me, chicken, chicken salad, salad sandwich, much like machine. a tuna salad sandwich, the condiment's already in there. It's called mayo. You know, you make right. a chicken salad sandwich with a condiment. You don't need to throw more condiments on it. It's a condiment-rich item already. It was delicious. Right. It's just gross, Johnny. I, I couldn't. I threw him out of the traffic center. <laughs> Mark, I, Mark, I understand you. You make a great argument, but I'm going to give the kid a pass on this one. Boom. Say some people, some <laughs> people just put mustard on everything. Oh. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm what not it is, They put mustard on French fries. Who does that? Some people do it. They put mustard on psychopaths. I mix mine with ketchup. I put what? mayo on my mustard fries. And ketchup on For my your, fries. Mayo on a, my fries. That's a the Corpus Christi thing or something. <laughs> I do it too. Let I me, mix ketchup and mustard. Really? Oh yeah, yeah mix gross. them together. So, take the French fry and mix it all up. Oh. And by the way, Johnny, um, we got to do something with the Ray Kroc movie that's coming out. By the way, we got to get involved. Oh with yeah, that. yeah. So anyway, did you know? Everywhere in the United States, when you go to McDonald's and get a cheeseburger, what comes on it, John? You get a regular cheeseburger at McDonald's, what's on it? Pickles, onions, mustard, ketchup. Correct. In New York City, no mustard on the hamburgers. Only place in the U.S. where they don't put mustard on. I prefer it. I don't like the ketchup and mustard to battle each other. Like, the ketchup, either do one or the other. Don't battle each other. They're not... Simpatico, those two flavors. One more quick question, Johnny. I got a, I got a, a listener named Buddha in uh, Yorktown makes tuna, makes tuna salad with Miracle Whip. Are you for or against that? If it's not Duke mayonnaise or Hellman's mayonnaise, yeah. it's not mayonnaise. Miracle if Whip. If you're gonna give me a choice, I'm gonna say no. But something like again, it's just like the mustard thing. Some people are. I, I had an argument on my podcast saying someone someone said the Miracle Whip is underrated. So I, it's not for me personally. Me neither. But if that's what they want to do, hey. Let's go around the room of, real quick. Tuna salad with Miracle Whip, Vinny, yay or nay? Negative. Uh, Buford. No, no way. Longoria. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Low T. I don't eat tuna salad. Ever? No. What? The whole wow. concept of lunch is based on tuna salad. No, yeah. it's not. Jerry wow. Seinfeld said it. It must be true. No. I don't eat tuna salad. My mother used to give me an olive loaf sandwich with Miracle Whip on it. Oh, you're getting, oh you're getting, olive loaf. You're getting kicked out of the yeah. olive loaf. The most <laughs> That's what I grew up on ever. was Miracle Whip. All right, so I should give little guy a pass? Yeah, give him this. Don't don't um, jade him too soon. You know, All Let right. him have his sandwich before you ruin his life. All right, my There'll be plenty of other things to give him a hard time for. My apologies, little guy. You get a pass on that. But you're still not allowed to chew ice in the traffic center. What, what else? You Watch yourself. You can't lick your fingers in the traffic center? That is correct. You can't eat uh, loud foods in the traffic center? That's I got correct. a lot of rules in the traffic center. We're best. Johnny, we appreciate you always. And <laughs> if the cholesterol's high, baby, so my. Follow me on Twitter, Johnny Kielbasa. Listen to my podcast on JohnnyKielbasa.com. At Johnny Kielbasa on Twitter, JohnnyKielbasa.com for the podcast. Appreciate you, bruh. Anytime, bro. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, many calls to, to get to, so please be brief. We'll finish up. One segment left. This is the Mark Aram Show. Projects I represent your challenge. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. For the record, just to tie a bow on the chicken salad, the chicken salad sandwiches from Southern Refreshment need no doctoring. They're delicious. The tuna salad, the egg salad. Fantastic. Excelled, yeah. I'll, I got to argue. It's about a that. game changer. The 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 store up there in the second floor now. Yeah. Game changer. 
amazing stuff. Yeah, I had the stuff. egg and cheese uh, uh, sandwich the other day in the morning. That delicious, was good, right? Delicious. Southern refreshments, fantastic. Beautiful. Uh, all right, real, listen, I've, I've, I have no time left, so about five seconds for each caller. James at Athens. James, your thoughts on the dog story? Yeah, my thought is I'm in federal law enforcement. It is. Why do you think apartment buildings and condos have dangerous dog breeds that you can't have? These are, yes, these dogs are dangerous. Pit bulls are dangerous. If you ever get uh, encounter one of these situations, make a record of it. Call your police department. Call the animal control. If the dogs are loose in the neighborhood, get it on paper. Yep. And, and James. Just, just continue to call. Stay safe out there, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, Ian's at noon. And Ian, real quick, what are you thinking? Um, yes, sir. Um, I, I rescue and rehome uh, many foster dogs, uh, ones that I found, especially from the southwest Atlanta area. I uh, worked there for 11 years, and probably 70% of them were pit bulls. And the only issues that I've ever had with them when it comes down to hurting people is the ones that were former fighting dogs. And the biggest thing is their anxiety. But if you give them the right amount of love, you neuter them, and sure, you take care sure. of them the Again, right way, you can bring uh, this, them back. This comes down on the shoulders of the owners. Kim, real quick, you have 10 seconds, my dear. Did you say Kim? Yes, ma'am. Hey, um, okay, so two points. Nobody can argue that different dogs from different breeds have different personalities. We had a child growing up. Meek is a lamb. My best friend's family had a sibling from the same litter. It was the most aggressive dog I've probably ever been around. All right. I'm so sorry, Kim. I got to go. We got to do Star of the Show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? We're doing co-stars of the show. Sophia Choi from Channel 2 brought us the sad story of the uh, six-year-old killed. um, She gets Star of the Show. And uh, Richard... Fishoff from Good Dog Atlanta, uh, the dog trainer, gives some good stuff there. So the two guests tonight split star of the show. Buford's still 0 for 2017. Vinny's still 0 for 2017. Yeah. Mark Aram is still in the lead on the we'll star of the show. That. We are definitely going to continue this conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. Georgia Bulldog basketball coming up next on your home of the dogs. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.